welcome to the Starsology Astrology Podcast. I'm your host, Alison Price, and I'm here with my co-host, Arwen O'Neill. Hi, Alison. It's great to be here again. It's lovely to have you again. Now, in this episode, we're going to be talking about love signs, and we're going to um, delve a little bit into sign compatibility and discuss some general reasons why some signs get on better with others. Yes, absolutely. It's a great topic. Yeah. I think the first things we're going to talk about is the difference between the, the elements of the signs. Is that yeah. correct? Yeah, because that's one of the most basic ways of kind of determining compatibility. And this is obviously a very broad topic. And compatibility has a lot of factors and a lot of complicating measured things in the chart. There's sun, there's moon, there's the ascendant, there's Mars, there's Venus, there's all the other outer planets. And your compatibility with somebody can be very simply boiled down to just, oh, I'm a Leo, you're a Virgo, or you can delve into the cross aspects and whose planets fall into what houses in each other's charts and get super in depth. And that's all very, very fascinating. But we'll go into all of those sort of levels. And then, of course, there's the, the combination chart, which is also super oh, interesting. Yes. The, Absolutely. Um, because there's synastry, which is just the comparison of the charts. And then there's the um, when you combine the charts into one. Yeah. And that's also another really That's another way of looking at, way of looking yeah. at it. Yeah. So if we're going to be talking about elements, could you tell us a little bit about what the elements are and how many elements we have? Yeah, absolutely. We have four elements. There are, there's earth, uh, water, fire, and air. And those are broadly sort of broken into two more categories. So there's the feminine slash negative, which is water and earth. And then we have the um, masculine slash positive, which is air and fire. Yeah. So broadly speaking, the people who are in the feminine category, the the water signs and the earth signs get along slightly better than the category of air and fire. Air and fire. <laughs> air and yeah. Fire. Yeah. And then the, there's the cardinal and and mutable and uh, fixed signs. And that complicates things. As that well. complicates things. Yeah. So if we just keep things simple, just to elements. start with, if we talk about these four elements, what we're saying is then each sign has one element. Yes. So if you are talking about Earth, you have Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn. If you're talking about water, you have Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. If you're talking about fire, you have Leo, Sagittarius, and, oh, sorry, Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. And then uh, for air, you have Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius. Yes. And broadly speaking, those all share certain characteristics. So frequently, you'll find people in uh, long-term relationships will be of the same, not not element, but uh, the same polarity, polarity but, but a different element. So very successful yes. relationships will be like maybe a Sagittarian and an Aquarius or a Virgo and a Scorpio or a Leo and a Libra. An yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. So um, the, the signs of fire and air tend to get on well. Yeah. And the, t- the signs of uh, water and earth tend to get on well. Yeah. Uh, just automatically. So yeah. generally, though, in this case, I think we're talking about sun signs in these positions. Yes. Although you can go down the road and look at ascendants and moon. I think we'll stick with the sun signs to start with for this for this discussion. So everyone who knows what their sun sign is can now find out what element they're in yeah. and discover how they connect to the other signs by element. Yeah. And there are certain patterns that we, we're going to Absolutely. go over. Some yeah. of the most interesting things, too, are like what... <laughs> what does your combination create in terms of element? So the, the the 
earth and water, when you put them together, like earth can be very sort of solid and, and unmoving and, uh, and dry. But if you add water to it, it, it can either, you know, be flourishing and make things grow, or you can create mud or, or yes. quick, quicksand. Uh, so these are like the positive and negative kind of things that come with a combination of the two. So, it's so fun. if you add like air and earth, you can create, you know, a tornado or a dust storm. A dust storm, <laughs> Sometimes, yes. you know. Yeah, yeah and right. I know with fire and air, um, no, with fire and water, you make steam. Yeah. So, yeah, or you can just extinguish the fire altogether, yes. unfortunately. Yes. Yeah. So it, it's quite an interesting thing. And so because there are three signs in each element, yeah. each signs in each element create triangles, so mm-hmm. they're trying each other. So it's an easy, easy combination. Yes. And it's interesting because we've been talking about um, romantic compatibility, but there's also friend compatibility. And yeah. that's really interesting, too, because when you're when you're looking for a partner or when you you know have chemistry with with a partner, frequently there's kind of a friction of not opposites attract because that's a bit. I, I like that one, though. Oh, I, I love it. Yeah. I mean, it sounds it sounds better than it is in practice a lot of the time. Um, astrologically, it's I think. And also, it's just more rare mathematically to, yes. to find your Virgo-Pisces combination. Or <laughs> Although Sagittarius and Gemini, I do find that very yeah. common, mm-hmm. that there are a lot of those. It, it's a huge thing. It's, yeah. Cancer, and, Capricorn. Yeah, and these all come down to this opposition thing, that, yeah. that the other sign, the opposite sign to what you are, has what you lack. Yeah, the you complete me thing. Yes, <laughs> yeah. but it's not always easy. No, exactly. But that's more common in romantic relationships yeah. than in friendships. And friendships, yes. what you find a lot more common is people of the same element. Yes. So I happen to have a, a ridiculous amount of Taurus friends right. at this point in my life. It just happens to be. And your son is in Virgo. There you and go. And so it's just this, you know, we get along, we, we have not all the same interests, but we just, it's easy to be it's around easy each other. going. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's something that you look for in a friendship, whereas, you know, maybe in a romantic relationship, you'd look for a little bit more of that yes. sort of friction and, and challenging each other. I, I can I can things. support that as well as, as a Leo. I uh, Most of my friends are actually Sagittarians, Leos or Aries, because I don't have to explain myself. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. So you've got this you've got this combination where the element tends to come through no matter what else is in the chart. So your your sun element will come through and you would be earthy and I would be fiery and, and, and yeah. so on. Yeah. So these are uh, pretty easy combinations, as you say, for friendships, yeah. right? Yeah, totally. And then I think if you take it onto the next stage, you break it down to the, the sextiles where you've got, say, fire to air, mm-hmm. that would be the sextile to uh, Gemini and Libra. It's easy too. Yeah. Right. And in your case with the earth, it's Virgo. It would be um, what cancer and Scorpio. Yeah. Easy peasy. Right. It's an easy going combination because yeah. they are the, the easy aspects, the trines and the sextiles. Yeah. And, but there's a little bit more of a difference with yes. the sextiles. There's because we're talking then water, earth or air, fire. And there's yeah. just, there's something a little more of like a little more of a translation in, in your approach to life. That's and, right. and that's what kind of creates more a little interest. bit more interest. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's very true. And you, you can attest to this. Well, I mean, you. my long-term, yeah, 25 year relationship is, is with a Scorpio. So there you have go. That section out. And, and my mother and her, equally long-term my stepfather uh they also have that sex style he's an aquarius and she's a, a sagittarius wow, wow. So, and both yeah. my parents were pisces what can i tell you they were just there's that know. too yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's a very easy comfortable place you don't have to explain yourself so much yeah. so that's the ease of these things the trines and the sex styles yeah that's an interesting too i mean the, the whole conjunction thing yeah the, 
there are a lot. And I think it's funny too, because there's probably certain signs that are more attracted to being with a partner of the same sign than others. Libras, I find there's a lot of Libra Libra partnerships out there. Yeah. There's fewer Aries Aries, well, you know, yes, like yes. it's interesting. Yes. I don't know any Capricorn Capricorn partners. Wow. Like no. just personally, I don't know any I'm sure there are lots. Well, yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> okay, Owen. So I have this handy dandy sign compatibility heart chart because Starsology with heart was the, was the way it went. Yeah, and um, there is a link on this uh, podcast to this page where you can see this image. And what we what I have here is that the actual where you have red heart, these are the actual trines that you that you get and the conjunction yeah. so it's the same element so you would have aries aries or aries leo or aries sagittarius those are the fire hearts yeah, coming through for anyone who is not uh looking or maybe they're listening in the car or listening on yeah. spotify let's describe first how to okay. find that and and then describe what it looks like okay in case they're not looking at it so if they go to starsology.com mm-hmm. they can just put into the search bar heart chart yes and they'll find that so they, yeah. it looks like a multiplication table. It's got a beautiful yeah. golden border, and then it's it's all the signs down the vertical axis and the horizontal axis, just like a multiplication table. And mm-hmm. then hearts of all these different colors yeah. that you can go, okay, I'm a Virgo, and my partner's a Scorpio, and then you meet them in the middle, and you see, oh, that we're compatible in this way or that way. Yes. Yeah. And in in that particular case. That's right. So you're, you would be across the top, and your partner would be down the side. Yeah. So going back to what I was saying, my red hearts are saying – Best for easy love and friendship. Right. These are your trines. trines. Yeah. So if you've got, say you're a Virgo and you've got a red heart to Taurus, yeah. there's your trine. It's a red heart. And, and these are all the ones in the same element. So yes, that makes them a that's trine. right. Yeah. And um, then I also have for the actual sex tiles, yeah. I've got the yellow heart. Yeah. And this is best for love or friendship. Yeah. And those are the ones that are all in the same um, polarity. polarity yes so. so that's it so if you're a gemini and they're an aries you've got the yellow heart and that is the sextile best for love or friendship mm-hmm. so we're coming through with that okay yeah and what other colors should we have um the other colors we have is because i believe in the opposition yeah <laughs> i've got the lilac as opposed to the purple mm. the lilac heart is the opposition sign so if you're a leo the your opposition is aquarius and it says best for true love soulmates and friendship mm. this is where you complete me. It's not an easy connection, yeah. but it's like a jigsaw puzzle. They've got everything you don't have, yeah. which you may at times find admirable, yeah. but at other times you're choking on. Yeah, so if but, you can make it work, it's amazing. Yeah. But that is the full, they are what you don't have. So that's yeah. why for the opposition aspects, which is the light lilac, best for true love, soulmates and friendship. Nice. Yeah. So when you meet these people, there is that connection. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so, and then we wanted to talk a bit about the squares. Yeah, the squares are when you are in the same mode. So we've got the elements, which is the fire, earth, air, and water. And then you've got the modes, which are cardinal, fixed, and mutable. So the mutable signs would be Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces. Yes. And then then the fixed signs would be Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. Yep. And then the cardinal signs would be Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. Amazing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So these are square yeah. to each other, and this is a challenging aspect. Yes. And on our heart grid, I've got this in the purple. Yeah. My comment on this one is both want to be in charge. Yeah. 
So it can work. We're never saying we're we're never going to say never. But it's one of those things where you know you see a lot of these in families. I think where people are or coworkers who then become friends over time. Yes. Where you you come to admire each other's qualities when you're forced together. You're not naturally attracted no, to each exactly, other. Exactly, exactly. And so you won't necessarily find, oh, like we we have all the same things in common, like we just finish each other's sentences. It's going to be a challenge, but these can be like some of the most uh, fulfilling productive, and, and productive relationships. Yeah. And you can learn more about life and about people and about things from these relationships, arguably, than almost any other combination. But you won't necessarily seek them out because they are not... It's not easy. Yeah. So it is that square. So if you end up working with a work colleague who's squaring your son, you know, you're going to grind along. Yeah. 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 Both want to be in charge because they, you're equally, hey, you know. Yeah. And um, you're you're going to come up with things that you think are super important and they're going to be like, like, why would you even bring that up? Like, what? You see this in families where you've got brothers and sisters or something like that and you think, oh, and you know, Uncle Bob and uh, yeah. You know, but uh, so it's so different once you get off to, on the oppositions and the squares away from the trines and sex aisle, which is the easy way to go, uh, you get to these tricky ones. Yeah. Right? And it's, but it's interesting because I have a lot of Sagittarian friends, and my mother and grandmother are both Sagittarians. Yeah. They're the ones who raised me. And uh, they you know, stretch you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. I would, I would not trade those relationships for anything. They're, they're very, but it's very different from my Taurus friendships where, you know, we just, are interested in doing all the same things and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Sagittarians, it's, it's a whole different dynamic. But, it is. Uh, very, That's right, uh, yeah. very challenging and very valuable. Yeah. That perspective that's just so different from your own uh, way well, yeah, mode. Wait, mode. It's, it's not the yeah. easiest thing to get on with. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah it's uh, interesting. Yeah. Never yeah. dated a Sagittarian, though. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> God help us, no. <laughs> so then we move on to the, we've got two other aspects to discuss. We've got the, the semi-sextile, which is the signs next to each other. Oh, yeah. There so goes. on this chart, they're marked with the blue heart. Mm-hmm. So if you were a Virgo, this would then be the Leo, yeah. <laughs> which is you and I. But anyway, and you've got, and also the Libra. Yeah. So my comment here is both annoy each other. <laughs> <laughs> because two signs next to each other have got nothing in common. They're not the same element. They're not the same mode. And they're not the same polarity. Yeah. And you're standing there in the circle looking in. And you're just ignoring each other. It's one they're of those. They're in your peripheral vision, but yeah, not quite. Yeah, they're just annoying. Just move out of my, yeah, um, you're not on my team. And it's a challenging yeah. combination to have when you actually got two signs next to each other. Yeah, interesting. Very, very tricky there. Yeah. And then our final aspect that we're considering on our heart chart is the green hearts. And this is the quincunx aspect, which are the opposite aspect to you, but the the signs on either side. So it's the aspect of adjustment continuously. Yeah. And my comment here is one bosses the other. So you will find that if you are quincunx, for instance, if you're a Virgo, you'll be quincunx Aries, who may want to boss you around, mm-hmm. and also Aquarius, who may want to boss you around. Everyone wants to boss the Virgos. Everyone wants to boss the Virgo. No, but I mean... <laughs> Leos have it too. I'm quincunx to a Capricorn. I don't. I don't have Capricorn friends. I don't yeah. have Capricorn clients. I honestly, I don't even know any Capricorns. We're not meshing whatsoever. And Pisces is. It's very difficult to make adjustments to. And I live yeah. came up in a family full of Pisces. Yeah. Both yeah. my parents, sisters, daughters, Pisces, and it's an adjustment. I'm having constantly having to say zip my lip because they they're looking at life entirely differently so to, I, to what I am. So my comment there is one bosses the other because one tends to want to lead and the other will fold. Yeah. So I, I think that's one 
way yeah, of expressing it. That's absolutely true. That, I, I really, <laughs> I really resonate with that as well. I've had a couple of Aries friends in my life. It was very early in my life, and it was, um, yeah, it was definitely. Uh, there were a lot of weird arguments I found. Well, yeah, Aries yeah. Is, wants to boss you. They will want to boss Virgo. That is yeah. for sure. <laughs> but, and I mean Aquarius. Yeah, I mean I do have a lot of Aquarians in my life, but they're mostly family. And you yeah, didn't pick and, them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's been like it's. It's one of those things where we we don't have a naturally flowing communication, mm-hmm. but we we try, and it's it's definitely like a learning curve and this interesting. But yeah, there's not uh, it's not a lot of like just common communication yeah. style, which is this interesting. Is, this is the whole thing with the Queen character aspect. You're not going to. I would never seek out Pisces to be my friend. I would certainly never seek out Capricorns, and I'm just saying it because it's what it is. It's yeah. just I don't have a natural connection to these signs, yeah. and it, to understand them is very challenging. But they're not attracted to me either, so we've got that kind of thing going <laughs> for us. But the point being that, say, it's like on that you know that Bachelorette program where yeah. there's some woman, there's ten guys standing there. Yeah. There's two that she'll dismiss straight away. There's two that she might think they're possibilities, and the other six are maybes. And the two that she's saying these are possibilities are usually the ones trying because that's your easiest connection. Interesting. After that, you've got your sextiles, which you'll you'll put up with that. We'll put up with them. But the other the others, as you're going further down these aspects, yeah, you're just not meshing. Yeah. And why would you? You can't get on with everybody. So accept right. that. Totally. And I do think that the sun sign is is quite a driver for the energy of a chart. Yeah. However, if, say, for instance, you've got the sun in Virgo, but then you've got five planets in Libra, yes. it will overcolor that Virgo. Absolutely. So, a, a, of course, a full consideration of the chart is required. Yeah. But in general, as yeah. you and I can attest, yeah. you get on with people who are your same element of your sun sign because it's easy. You think, Oh, I met Joe at the thing. Oh, I gave her my number. We're having coffee next week. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the other people you think, oh, you know. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah, that is interesting though, about the all the other planets, because obviously when we get into in one of these conversations, there's there's so many layers of there's the, the surface level and then yeah. you can get deeper and deeper and astrology is such a deep topic with with tons of different layers of, of difficulty that you can kind of add on to it. And, you know, once you find yourself in a relationship, because a lot of people will come to an astrologer or they'll start to research these things once they're already in the relationship. They're not like flipping through like, a, you know, options and then actually seeing the whole person's chart and being able to sort of go shopping for like, oh, this is going to be someone compatible that I have something to learn from, yes. blah, blah, blah. No, they're just going to get into a relationship and be like, well, we argue about this and that, but we are compatible this way and this way. Why? Yes. And then they're going to like look at the charts and be like, oh, you know, this is it. This is it. But so if you if you've got no planets in these signs, it's you. It's difficult to have a connection to anyone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So if you've got no planets in Aquarius, I can't yeah. remember. Uh, it's difficult to make a connection. Yeah, you really want. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. it's uh, you don't have an experience of those those signs either. So. Yeah. Although we are talking mainly sun sign now, of course you have to give a full consideration, and one does. Yeah. But um, even in my practice, I don't get Capricorns and Pisces coming to me. I get the Sagittarians and the, the Aquarius and the Libras and the Libras, you know, yeah. constantly coming through. And it's just they see me and they're attracted to that, and it will be the same with you too. Yeah, it's funny. I, I've always thought one of the reasons I don't know very many Aries is because they tend to be the most skeptical signs in the Zodiac. <laughs> I have no... I have no room for skeptics in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I 
mean, just the idea, like, yeah, be skeptical, be scientific, be, be questioning. But if someone just immediately dismisses anything like off the, if, if, if that's your, if you're proud of the fact that you just automatically dismiss anything Humbug. that you can't explain, like that's <laughs> yeah. kind of, there's no fun in that. There's no, and that's not scientific to be a skeptic either. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Having an open mind is, is scientific. Being able to explore that options and ideas. The uh, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this is it. And you come from your heart. Your heart yeah. is where your son is. This is, we're speaking from the heart. And yeah. this is what you you can't get on with everybody. It'd be yeah. foolish to think you can. But also, you know, if you've got kids, as many of you do, oh, here we go. Yeah. you get on better with little Johnny than you do with little Agatha. Right. And it's astrological and no matter what the parents say, oh, I love all my children equally. Yeah. It, some kids are easier yeah. than others. And that's where astrology can come in because it's not like you can just, well, well, this one's my favorite. Screw the other one. Yeah, no, you <laughs> you have to that. figure out a way to make it work. Yeah. And this is why it's helpful to be able to kind of look at these things and go, oh, okay. Yes. Well, I'm a you know, Leo and they're a Pisces. So you know, maybe that's why I don't understand when they get upset about certain things and you're like, what, how, what, why would that bother someone? <laughs> or, or like, you know, if it's their, your child, like trying to get them to, to just do the things that you think would make them successful and living a proper and productive life yes. and um, putting them on the right path. And, uh, you know, that's a struggle for any parent, but yeah, it's but true. any little bit of help that you can kind of find for yourself yes. and, and doing a little bit of research and going, Oh, okay, well maybe, Maybe if there are Pisces, that means I need to focus, give a different approach. Focus Absolutely. on a different way of communicating. And that with is them. one benefit of astrology readings, anyway, is yeah, to absolutely. understand what's going on. Yeah, yeah, I mean, arguably the biggest tangible benefit for me as an, a research astrologer and not a consulting astrologer, I'm always fascinated just to kind of look at these like combinations and the historical patterns and go, "Wow, isn't that neat?" Um, yes. Ooh, look, look at the different aspects that you know, serial killers have in common or, yeah. or, or like natural disasters or stock market crashes. That stuff fascinates me. But to be able to say, okay, how do I make this relationship work better? That's, yes. and that's why we titled this podcast episode, Love Signs. And that is no coincidence. Uh, let's obviously at this point, we need to shout out um, Linda Goodman because her book, Love Signs, which I have right here, yes. was the first astrology book I read. Yeah. And at the, at the tender age of, I think, 12, I purchased a hardback copy of it at a used bookstore and just poured over it like my life depended on it. I mean, at the age of 12, like as a girl, like you're just obsessed with finding out how your relationships works and why does this person do the things they do and how do they think and wanting to crawl inside every aspect of relationships and what makes other people tick and and how to, and and the fact that every chapter starts with a wonderful quote from from Peter Pan is just utterly charming and wonderful and <laughs> let me just share like a tiny little personal thing here as I always do sometimes overshare but no whatever. there's no such thing <laughs> if a Virgo can't overshare and <laughs> who can right <laughs> <laughs> so my life partner, as I like waxed, you know, overly about is Scorpio. I'm a Virgo. And um, when I was 12, coincidentally, my, my boyfriend at the time, my, my first love was also a Scorpio. And so the, as you say, book just falls open to that chapter naturally. And as a little budding romantic astrology researcher and quasi sort of goth art girl, this quote just charmed my pants off and and I love it. Um, so this is the Virgo Scorpio relationship chapter. This is the Peter Pan quote that starts it. None of them knew. Perhaps it was best not to know. Their ignorance gave them one more glad hour. 
Wow. <laughs> and you could just say, whoa, that's kind of scary and harsh, but it gives me chills even to this day to read that. <laughs> so this is a brilliant book because Linda it's Goodman's Love Signs has taken the 12 signs of the Zodiac. She's comparing each sign against each sign. So you've got 144 options yes. in her book. Yeah which matches our 144 squares on our grid, and it's technically the same thing. And then she goes through male-female yeah. combinations, saying like the Virgo woman and the Scorpio male, yes. and then the Scorpio woman and the Virgo male, and that being different. And, of course, this is written in the 70s, I believe, so... But it's you still know, solid, you see. It's, it's still, still solid, and, and you could still... you could, There's a prefacing chapter to each of those, so in, in any kind of LGBTQ, et cetera, relationship, you could just read the, the preface chapter... And get all of the goodness from it, and yeah. you know, not worry about that. But uh, it was it's just, solid astrology. If you if you're just really moving is. into this field, you need to be reading Linda Goodwin to get a full understanding. Really, and it's it's not as dated as you might think. And the the <laughs> the cover of the one that I have right now, this paperback that I bought several years ago, um, I don't have the card the hardback from when I was twelve anymore. It says this is a Newsweek quote on the cover. It says publishing's first astrological blockbuster, and I believe it. Mm. It's the best selling astrology book. Of all time, yeah. yeah. And because people want to know about love. I mean, Amazing. You? And they still do. And it's great. That's why we're talking about it. Yeah. Totally. Brilliant. Yeah. So as we were saying, this is just a, a way of comparing sun signs. But if you're in a relationship, there are two different types of charts that you are going to want to, a serious relationship, you're going to want to cast to, to compare your chart with your partner's chart. And these are synastry charts, which is just taking all of the planets and, you know, showing the comparison, the aspects that they make to each other's chart. For example, my partner's son is conjunct my ascendant, and you can see all of these angles. And it's basically like taking the circle chart that everyone has, and then just putting that inside of the other person's chart. A bi-wheel. Yeah. A bi-wheel. Mm. So you can see them compared. The other relationship chart that you can cast is called a composite chart. And this is taking the midpoint of, uh, there are two different ways of doing it. One is by taking a time midpoint. So let's say you're born August, whatever, 19 something, something, and they're born October, something, something, 19, whatever. You actually would find the date or (laughs) the computer will calculate the exact midpoint in time and cast that chart. And that would be the chart of the relationship. Or the other way is a midpoint composite. And that just takes the mathematical mean of every single placement in your chart and their chart and creates it. They're slightly different. They're, they yeah. they are a little similar in, in alarming kind of ways. Mm. And they're really interesting to do both ways. But yeah, those are the two different uh, types of charts, composites and synastry. Oh, and then there's one other, <laughs> which is if you know the the day and maybe even minute that you met, you can cast that chart as kind of an event chart, and that's also, meeting chart. That's yeah. also interesting. Yeah. But yeah, but these are the uh, the more mathematical um, sort of ones yes. that you can do. Yes. I think the midpoint mm-hmm. composite chart is solid. I think you know you take your two midpoints of, you know, my son's at seventeen, Leo, your son's at. Something around. Yeah. We take the midpoint of that and we calculate a chart. In fact, we should do that. Yeah. Uh, because you can't, you don't just do that with relationships. You can do that with uh, friendships, such as what we have. Yeah. Uh, but the midpoint composite is clever because you can actually do it for groups. So you can do family yeah. charts as well. Whereas the Davison is only for two people. So that's right. kind of interesting. But I like the composite midpoint. It's a great tool to understand what's going on. Yeah. And then you can use that to, to uh, you can uh, cast transits to yes, that as well, yes. which is interesting. It's very, it's very, yeah. it's very clever. So you would take the two sun's positions, find the midpoint for that and place that in the chart, yeah. the two ascendant positions and find that and put that in the chart yeah. and, and so on. And you create a whole new chart called the composite midpoint. Yeah. And that's the, the chart of the relationship. So especially for long-term relationships, it's super interesting Solid. because it shows you what people see when they see 
you as a couple. Yes. And I've found that to be really fascinatingly accurate in, in my case, just, you know, okay, interesting. all we know is your own, yeah. your own experience. You as a consulting astrologer will have seen other things, oh, yes. but, but yeah. Um, well, in my long-term marriage, it was like uh, definitely the composite chart said everything that people thought of when they saw us. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go into that another day, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's super interesting. And it's not necessarily what you experience in the relationship. It's the, you know, the persona that, that that relationship has as an entity on its own. Yes. Yes. And also with a composite midpoint, I find that the the major aspect patterns that come out of that, say there's a T-square or there's a Thor's hammer or something, that is, you don't see that in the two separate charts. That's what, that is the benefit of casting these charts. Totally. Because then you can see, you know, if there's like a grand cross or something, you can be like, oh, geez, you know, what's that about? Or or whatever it's brilliant it's yeah. brilliant it really is and uh, you know it's it's a great way to explore astrology further as yeah. well mm. yeah definitely okay okay arwen well it's been great chatting with you about love and relationships and how to explore it through astrology and the elements it's re- i really appreciate you coming by with all your insights thanks it's been great thank you so much for being here and uh, we'll see you next time see you next time Thanks so much for getting this far through the episode. I just want to take a moment to tell you about the two main options of my astrology services. So the first one is coaching. If you are an aspiring astrologer, and by that I mean someone who's perhaps a hobbyist astrologer or someone who's learning astrology or a student, or you've got a few books and you've been doing it for a while, but perhaps you need a little bit of help to bring it all together then maybe getting some astrological coaching from me would be the answer for you. The astrology coaching I offer is a one-hour session on Zoom, and it's tailored to answer your particular questions. For example, if you have issues with natal chart readings, we can go there. Or if you're having problems working with your forecasting, we can go there. Or even basic astrology stuff, or even getting yourself organized for your astrology business. The idea is that astrological coaching will answer your particular questions. It's tailored specifically to you and where you are in your astrological journey. And I'm happy to help you out with some guidance about how you can get going, what to focus on and what to dismiss. So that would be the astrological coaching for people trying to learn astrology. The second astrological service I offer is consultations. So this is for someone who perhaps doesn't know anything about astrology, but they just want to have their chart read or get their chart done. Call it what you will. So once more, this is a one-hour consultation over Zoom. I will interpret your chart, tell you about the main features, tell you about where the energy is flowing, and all the rest of what is entailed in a thorough natal chart interpretation. I can also add in some forecasting in there too, bearing in mind we only have one hour. So just in summary, I've got coaching for people who want to learn astrology and I've got uh, consultations for those who want to get an astrology reading done. I'm Alison Price from Starsology.com. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.